Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, auto thoughts and Decepticlowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts. A non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. And I'm your other host, Audrey. And welcome to the July Mectacular. That's right, we've got two mech episodes in a row this week. Yeah. All Silas all the time. Do, do you like hearing Clancy Brown? Because good news. <laughs> we got We got all your Mr. Krabs needs right here. Do you want to hear Mr. Krabs tell you about his techno-fascist future? Great news. I have wonderful news for you. You want to hear Mr. Crimes do... uh, Mr. Crimes. Mr. Crabs. (laughs) He is Mr. Crimes. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Crabs do war crimes was the sentence I was trying to construct in my my mind. Uh, Yeah. God. Mech is fucked. I love it. I love how fucked up they are. Um, our first uh, episode that goes into how just completely fucked Mech is is Operation Breakdown, episode 16 of season one of Prime. Yep. So we open in what I immediately identified as somewhere in Eastern Europe, uh, even before they, they said where it was. But I was like, ah, this is like a, a gray, abandoned place filled with like very rectangular apartment buildings communism communism in my transformers it's more likely than you think uh and right here this site uh, there's also a volcano in the background uh but this site is where uh bulkhead and breakdown are thrown down again for no no real reason they they just both showed up there at the same time and said, well... Yeah. I'm not gonna not fight him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Volkhead gets his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, so Breakdown, uh, you know, presses the fucking Miko button, like, ah, oh, I'm gonna fucking squish your little human friend. Who who would have thought Bulkhead has a soft spot? Which, you know, sends Bulkhead flying into a rage, which you don't want to do, and he gets fucking clocked. Yeah. It's hammer time. I have I have a lot of questions about like the pulp cu- culture knowledge uh, in this episode. Yeah, so uh, in the same way that I, I don't know if we've actually talked about this, but in the same way that Bulkhead's arm turns into a wrecking ball, uh, Breakdowns turns into a hammer, and he goes hammer time and almost crushes <laughs> crushes uh, Bulkhead's head like a watermelon uh, mm-hmm. when he gets tased. He was about to Gallagher that boy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just presumed that uh, you know, Knockout has a healthy appreciation for camp, and so has shown uh, Breakdown all of the collected works of one MC Hammer. Um, this is what I presume, anyway. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple other things in this episode where I'm like, what is the Earth Pulp culture awareness exactly here? Um. Bum- listen, Bumblebee definitely watches too much TV. Yeah, Bumblebee, Bumblebee, it's so uh, tragic. The only person who knows uh, Earth pop culture can't speak. 
it's really, really the fucking the, the the sadness at the heart of his character is that he can't quote Full House. So yeah, he gets tased by Mech, who show up, uh, and they've got two bots here, but they've got a dilemma. They they don't they only have the resources to transport one because Mech uh, is secretly playing a game of XCOM within this show, like just separately from everyone else. It's uh, it's stars without numbers. Right. Yeah. So they only yeah. they only have the one slot for their robot experiment. So Silas says, "Take the victor." Yeah. So Bulkhead lives this time. Yeah. Not unlike his animated counterpart, he will not be botnapped by a nefarious scientist, um, and reduced to a disembodied head. So, yeah, he, he gets woken up by Miko playing some Marco Polo. <laughs> and he doesn't remember anything about what happened or where Breakdown went. So, Optimus, like, Optimus comes over to him. And, like, his line here is so funny. Because he's like, Bulkhead, it was, you know, very foolish of you to fight uh, Breakdown on your own. And it's like... And Bulkhead's like, boss, he, like, ambushed me. And Optimus is like, yep, getting ambushed by him by yourself was also very irresponsible. I'm disappointed in you. You should know better than to get ambushed by the enemy by yourself. I guess he was supposed to call for backup. I guess. And he didn't. I guess that's what Optimus is trying to say. Yeah, it really comes off as, like, don't get ambushed, bro. It's simple. Yeah, it kind of comes off as victim blaming. It's easy. It's easy. Simply don't get concussed by a giant sledgehammer. Um, and but you know, eventually he like they they piece it together that Mech yeah. is the one who still break down. So basically, what happens is like break uh, bulkheads like so uh, yeah. Our Optimus is like so. Did you see what happened with after chastising him? Is like did you see what happened with breakdown and. Bulkhead's like, what do you mean what happened with Breakdown? Didn't you guys chase them off? And they're like, nope. You were the only one there when we got there. Uh, yeah. So, Bulkhead's like, well, I don't know. I, like, I remember there being helicopters. Maybe, like, Fowler took care of them. And speak of the devil, Fowler comes down. I was like, nope. It was not the United States government. But I have an unfortunate, uh, hunch about who it was. The Decepticons are also dealing with the news of Breakdown's disappearance. Starscream has, like, a crack about Soundwave's, like, impeccable hearing or something. Yeah. Just, like... It's something about, like, impeccable... I think it's, like, impeccable accuracy is what he... Yes. Is what it is. But it's, it's like, accuracy in observing things and being a spy, so... Still very mad about him ruining his Kill Megatron plot. Um... But yeah, and he's like, starts to be like, well, uh, it seems like Breakdown has been taken by some fucking weirdo humans. Uh, we should probably get him back. And Megatron says, hmm, no. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. You th- you're telling me he was beaten by some fucking fleshies? Absolutely not. I am not sending out a fucking... Re- I am not, de- you know, devoting the resources to rescuing a- one of my soldiers... Who got owned by humans. Yeah, so basically, like, you know, Starscream's giving this report, and he's like, anyway, I, it is, like, my strongest recommendation that we send a rescue party after him. 
And Megatron's like, no heart emoji. And Starscream's like, what? And like, this shit is so wild because, again, like, Starscream's obnoxious. There's no question that he's not obnoxious. But he does at least give a shit about the non-drone members of the army. Like someone to do something. Well, no, you have the drones for that. But like, well, yeah, but you know, you have the vehicles for that, but like he actually gives a shit. It is like wild to me that anyone can look at like the two of them and be like, yeah, Megatron's the better leader in this situation. And you can tell like, this is one of the very few circumstances I think where you can tell that Starscream, Starscream's, not coming from a particularly self-serving uh, place here. That he's just like, obviously, we're going to get Breakdown back. He's a Decepticon. We're going to get him back from here. Like, we're not going to let humans have, like, the, like suffer the indignity of letting humans, you know, capture one of our own without getting them back. I wouldn't say it's, like, altruistic necessarily. But it's no. not, like, it's not self-serving. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, very pragmatic because it's not just the Decepticon that got captured. It's their fucking best warrior. Right, exactly. It's their biggest boy. They need their biggest boy back to, like, fight the Autobots. But Megatron's like, no, if he if he got kidnapped by Autobots, that means he fucking uh, sucks, actually. And if he wants to be brought back into the fold, he should prove himself capable of breaking out on his own. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's so funny. It's just so interesting to me that you can, like, tell by Starscream's reacted to him saying no, which is, like, it's, like, it's, like, something he'd never even consider that Megatron would deny. He's, like, what the fuck do you mean no? It's breakdown. (laughs) Listen, all all that time in the gladiator pits got Megatron huffing that social Darwinism shit. Yeah. Makes him a bad leader. But he's got a really powerful gun. So who who's to say who should lead? It's true. Hard to argue with the fusion cannon in any continuity. So uh, we cut to the mech. Well, actually, no. First, yeah, no. We cut. We cut to the operating table. We cut to breakdown. Waking up in a giant operating table in a fucking subway tunnel. And which he's like magnetized to. I think. No, he's strapped down. Oh, is he strapped um, down? It's very dark. Yeah, it's very dark in there. And, you know, we just got some fucking, like, masks, mech, surgeon, weirdo getting ready to operate. And then we cut to the auto base where Optimus is like, well, obviously we're going to be rescuing Breakdown. And Vulcan just goes, well, what? Yeah. (laughs) So Optimus, Optimus is like, listen, this is for the greater good. And everyone around the, like, even Arcee's like, is it, though? Like, well, all due respect, sir, is it? And eventually it is, like, after everyone shares their disgruntlement, uh, it is Fowler who is like, listen, Prime's right. Like, I don't care what you do for yourselves or whatever, but we cannot allow, like, like, these are (laughs) techno-fascists. Like, your technology in their hands um it would just be so so bad for all of humanity like you cannot imagine how bad that would be and uh optimus has a raw line which is like um to to stop something along the lines of like to stop them from getting um that kind of technology we must keep them away from our biology hell yeah bars fire emoji yeah but he says, well, you know, Bulkhead, I, j- I, 
I just oh, actually no, there's there's yeah. another mech scene, another check in with in the fun house between that 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 scene and the next scene where breakdown, you know, wakes up, he's fully conscious now, and he's yelling at Silas, you know, calling him a beauty fleshling and all that, all that other stuff. Um, and Silas is basically just like, all right, here's how this is gonna work. Uh, you are going to be the source of our, you know, gl- glorious technological dynasty. We're going to build a whole new generation of weaponry with the stuff we pull out of your body. Also, we have turned your pain receptors off so you can be awake the whole time. Yeah, so... What? Not, yeah, what is the actual choice he he grants him? Because he's it's, it's a, which eye I think it's like what no, part do you want us to take out first? Yeah, I think that's what it is, and um, like they they were going to put him under again, but they're like, no, you know what? You get to see your own vivisection. Yeah, you, you were rude to me, so yeah. uh, you're gonna you're gonna stay away. It's so um, fucked. It is so 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 fucked. And what they do next? What they continue to do next is so fucked. Like if you if you replace breakdown. With a human, you have like a Cronenberg movie, with like, yeah, we numbed all your nerves, and now we're just gonna live dissect you. That sounds like some shit that would it's, happen in Crimes of the Future. It's 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 it is like grisly, um, but oh, and we also get to see the the fucking gigantic drill bit going right into breakdowns. Like we we get a first person shot of the drill bit going into breakdowns fucking face. Yeah, it's awful. Um, it cuts back over right there, right before the drill bit hits, back to Autobase, um, where Optimus is like, okay, I've heard all your complaints, you've heard what Fowler said, it's time to do the right thing, and Bulkhead's like, but I don't wanna, and Optimus just looks at him and goes, okay, don't. <laughs> and then Bulkhead's like, wait, what? Yeah. that work? And he's like, well, your, you know, your rivalry with Breakdown would cloud your judgment, plus... I have a feeling Breakdown might need a medic, so we're bringing Ratchet. Yeah, he's like, I think you would just be a hindrance on this mission, TBH. Yeah. So, and Bulkhead's like, a... wait, no. But my wait. rival. What? Yeah, and, and Miko's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, this entire time she's been, like, kind of dunking on Bulkhead for getting his ass beat by Breakdown. And just being ready to give him up, like she's, she, you know, when, when he got back and and she asked, so what happened? And he's like, well, I got my ass beat. She goes, oh, I see. She's got my ass kicked. I'm not tweeting that. Yeah. Um. And so what we're left with is Bulkhead, a a a, a rather crestfallen Miko, and Fowler, who is very excited for Bulkhead's idea of a, of a, of a creature feature. Until he, you yeah. Know. So like this is another thing, uh, uh, where they say like a double creature feature. I'm like, what? They're watching TV. They're watching a uh, Dino Lizard versus Five Headed Ape, which is the film that they are currently viewing. Obviously, a a, a a King Kong versus Godzilla reference. Yeah. The '60s one, not the one that came out last year. Although who knows? Maybe the writers of Prime have access to a time machine and they only use it. To look for to peer forward into the future at movies that will be released. It's a very specific time machine. It's, yes, uh, it's actually a mutant ability. So <laughs> I love this. It has this. a lot of I restrictions. Love... Yeah, 
It's like the fucking time time fruit in One Piece where you only go forward. <laughs> right, exactly. So I love this scene because the Fowler has immediately fallen asleep. Because um, he's old. Leaving Miko and Bulkhead to talk. And I love this because she's like, alright, you, you know you gotta go and, and like save him, right? And Bulkhead's like, yeah, yeah, I gotta be the bigger bot. And Miko's like, what? No, you misunderstand. You have to get your fucking faded rematch with your rival, bro. It's like you gotta fucking beat his ass. Yeah, you're, you're just you're just gonna let him get chopped up by fucking Mr. Crimes, who's I've, <laughs> I've decided I'm going to call Silas from now on. Silas Crimes. Yeah, it's <laughs> my middle name is Doing. Um, yeah, she's just like no, his you middle fucking. Name is Krabs. <laughs> Miko's just like, you're gonna fuck, you You gotta get out there and, like, save your rivals so you can beat his ass later. That's the true warrior's way. It's good. And, and Bulkhead's like, damn, you're right. So true, so meanwhile, So meanwhile, the Autobots have teleported into Stalker. Um, watch out for the anomalies. And they're just, like, going around this, like, creepy Russian town. They mentioned earlier in the episode that this is a, like... Uh, a town in eastern Russia that yeah. was abandoned after volcanic era, an, after volcanic activity started up. Yeah, definitely um, not Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, presumably they could not get the clearance to literally just use Chernobyl. Yeah, for a radiation um, meltdown that killed mil- <laughs> hundreds of people. They just put Chernobyl in Dark of the Moon. It's fine. Um, remember, it's the sa- it's uh, Ors- Orsi and Kurtzman are also uh, running this show, so... Yeah, they, they, sure, wanted... they sure fucking are. So they're like, you know. That's why it's kinda, like that. That's why it's like that. They're kind of crawling around this weird, creepy town looking for signs of life. Um, They get like an Energon signature and, and uh, Rat is like, well, uh, the only reason I should be getting an, an Energon signature right now is if uh, Breakdown's Energon has already been spilled. So we should uh, we should we should kind of kind of work on finding him more quickly. It's fine. You're almost not too late to save him. Yeah, he's just only partially disassembled. We cut back to the fucking operating room. And shit's bad. It's not good. It is. Okay. Oh, one of the things we didn't mention is that, um, or no, is this it? When they, when uh, Silas contacts them? That's right. Because they, 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 yeah. they find a big spooky Resident Evil style mansion. Um, and in the center of this, uh, is a fountain and in the fountain, like a fucking adventure game item is Breakdown's eye. This is, yeah, which like, so they find Breakdown's eye and they have, Mech has reverse engineered it to be a two-way video communicator. It's so fucked. So they get, they get the live feed and it's somehow still connected to Breakdown because they're getting the feed of what's on through his other eye. It's like fucking Mr. Potato Head in the the Toy Story movies. So they get to see his own vivisection. Yeah, so yeah, because Ratchet like plugs it in and says, oh, you know, optic sensors can record, you know, the last thing they, they saw before disconnection. And that's when, you, you know, you think you're seeing, like, video, you know, recorded of Silas. But then he turns and starts talking to Optimus Prime and, you know, hey, Optimus Prime, so glad to finally meet you in person. And all that stuff. Uh, Bulkhead arrives 
and immediately spots a mech car driving around being sneaky. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't bust in quite yet. Yeah. Because I have another another cultural reference I would like to ask about when he does. Yep. Um, yeah, and specifically, he sees that car driving down a subway tunnel, which he follows. And I like I like that Silas, when he's talking to Adam, is like, you know, I was kind of expecting Megatron. Um, really surprised that you're here, Prime, to rescue the Decepticon. And Prime is like, you know, Mech is a common enemy. I'm nothing but, I'm nothing, there's nothing common about us, sorry. Yeah. Yes. There's nothing common about me, Prime. By the way, this is a bomb. <laughs> and he fi- like, there's a bomb under the fucking fountain, of course. Obviously. I have to say, like, Mech is one of the most interesting things that Prime does. Because introducing a third party antagonist, so it's not just... Decepticons and Autobots, but like the fact that there are like other factions, right? Um, that are like real threats is like was some is something. I mean, it's been done in other series, but like not to the extent I feel that Mech was a part yeah. of Prime. You there's, know what I mean? There's been like micro factions, but usually there are other Transformers. Like, um, I mean, there's the Planet X duo. Right. I mean, like Arachnid. Cybertron. Arachnid is here. Arachnid is sort of that, but she's also you know they're in and uh, animated had like. Lockdown and yeah. and uh, the the human supervillains, but usually they ended up aligning with the Decepticons anyway. But Mech is entirely opposed to both parties, right? Exactly, and also, uh, so you know, there are other ones that ha- would have like other villains, but they'd usually be like villain of the week. They weren't like ongoing antagonists. Yeah, in a lot of them, right? So like having this third party that's like no fuck both of you, and like and having something that like. The Autobots and Decepticons have as a, as a common enemy is like really really fascinating. It creates a really interesting dynamic in Prime that's like very absent from most other series. So the Autobots barely escape the explosion. Um, we cut. We this is where we cut back to breakdown, and we get to see all the drills and pliers and welding and they're, as they're just chopping them up. And Silas taunts them like, "Hey, your your pals are here," and. uh no, Brighton's like the Decepticons. Like, no, actually, Autobots are here to rescue you for whatever fucking reason. Um, Breakdown doesn't really believe him, but then Bulkhead smashes through the wall and yeah. just starts fucking swinging. By the way, one thing, one thing I noticed about uh, these two episodes, as as opposed to Convoy when Mech first showed up, they, there is no, there are no more shots of Mech guys crawling out of oh, no. cars or whatever. No, they We're dead. Just, they dead. Bulkhead hits three guys with his giant wrecking balls. Those dudes are dead. So he he knocks down. It's like um a corrugated metal um like garage door uh that they have down, and he like whacks it down, and he goes Marco, <laughs> and then he like slams three of them into the wall, and then he goes, "You're supposed to say Polo," <laughs> and it's like again, what is the pop well, culture? Okay. To be fair, we know we know that one because Miko Miko woke him up by by playing Marco Polo with him at the beginning of the episode. That's true. That's right. That's I don't true. know why they're playing Marco Polo. I'm pretty sure you usually you, you gotta you gotta play that in a pool, and I feel like you would need a pretty big pool for bulkhead. Uh, what's what's well, above Olympic sized? Well, you know they have. Uh, Nevada's famous for its bodies of water. (laughs) (laughs) 
They got they found a they found a fucking underground aquifer they've been swimming in. Yeah, Nevada, famously wet. The the wet many are saying it's the wettest state. Um It's a good state, sir. It's wet. <laughs> it's a good state creepier wet. So uh, break, uh, bulkhead pretty easily free- freeze breakdown. Uh, Silas and the fucking evil surgeon kind of dip. Uh, you know, all chill like it's like, well, no, no use for us staying around here. Let's just head on out. Uh, they have like a they have like a moment of like, I'm not here. I'm not here to save you. I'm here to stop Mech. But we got to work together if we're gonna get out. Yeah. They, th- these, like, a few scenes with Bulkhead and Breakdown are some of the best we've seen in the series so yes. far. Um, Bulkhead offers him a hand, and Breakdown has, like, a moment of hesitation before taking it um, and getting up. And, they bo- and uh, uh, you know, Bulkhead looks at him and goes, can you walk? And Breakdown's like, yeah, I think so. And then, like, guns start shooting at them. And Bulkhead's like, can you run? And Breakdown just, like, looks at him ferociously and goes, why run when you can fight? Breakdown, you son of a bitch. And, and well, speaking speaking of getting to the jobber, uh, yep. when they get out, so they get out of the subway tunnel, and there's this incredible shot. There's a hel- mech helicopter that is shooting at them. Bulkhead runs ahead, and breakdown. It is one long shot where you see breakdown from the back, looking at this helicopter in the distance, and there's a car in front of him, and he throws the car, and the shot just stays on on him, watching the car, and the car slams into the helicopter and takes it down. It's so sweet. Yeah, well, and once again, no no shots of, like, guys in parachutes or crawling out of cars. No, these no, these these dead. bots are killing humans. They at this point, dead. Optimus optimus has you know has recognized okay these guys are a real threat we cannot play nice rc was right to blow those guys up actually that's why she didn't get scolded at the end of that episode (laughs) actually she had the right idea all along you gotta kill these fuckers i'm a healer but (laughs) (laughs) so breakdown and bulkhead are fighting these seemingly infinite wave uh, waves of mech troops as the Autobots, you know, two years, race towards Bulkhead. Two years before the Avengers came out, they did, like, the iconic shot from the Avengers where they're, like, a back against each other, and it's, like, yeah. turning around them. Um, Marvel wants what Hasbro has. So they they see a few new readings, and like, ah, and Breakdown's like, is that your backup? But no, it's not the Autobots. It's Starscream and a small army of Seekers, who's here to pick Breakdown up from uh, the rat battle here. Um, and, you know, Starscream's like, all right, hey, uh, great to see you up and about. Wow, that eye looks fucked up. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, you can come back, but you gotta kill, you gotta kill Bulkhead if you want to do that. And Breakdown's like, but he just rescued me. And, like... And Starscream's like, and what about it? Like, you're gonna join yeah. the Autobots now, you big pussy? <laughs> 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 and Breakdown's like, just sort of like weighs it in his mind, and it looks at Bulkhead and goes, "Yeah, sorry." <laughs> yeah, sorry, bro. You know, you know how it is. Uh, unfortunately, Breakdown just got done getting chopped to pieces in in like a fucking makeshift surgical bed, so Bulkhead knocks him on his ass pretty easily. Yeah, and uh. <laughs> Yeah, he he grabs him and then turns him around while his hammer's still out and he goes hammer time and sends yep. him uh flying uh 
towards Starscream. This is after he decks Starscream separately. Yeah, he also punches Starscream. Yeah. He chucks Breakdown at the Seekers. Yeah. Um, Starscream says his classic line of retreat. He loves say to the li- Say the line, Bart. Um, and the, uh, the Autobots arrive just in time to see uh, Starscream and, and, and Breakdown fleeing. And Optimus opens with like you know once again they repeat like it was very foolish to engage the enemy on your own but i'm very glad i'm very glad you showed you know you showed a real strength of character here yeah yeah you got that uh, integrity which bulkhead immediately undermines by saying holy shit i fucked that guy up real good did you see that miko i fucked him up extremely good yeah miko's like yeah you fucked him up real good hell yeah and officer's like, oh, well, you know, the little victories. Right. Uh, so then we cut to a very funny scene where Breakdown is talking to Starscream while the ladder is hovering in jet form. Yeah. Okay. Imagine how badly you need to fuck up and how low you gotta feel to get a scolding from Starscream when he won't even bother transforming back into root mode. You're just yeah. staring down a nose cone telling you how much of an idiot you are. And he's, you know, he's like, all right, Breakdown, uh, I won't tell anyone about this little rescue because, you know, Megatron values soldiers who can get themselves out of scrapes. So I'll, I'll get you back into his good graces. But I would like a favor in return. You know, once the time comes, you got to pick a side and Breakdown, you know, we've, we've discussed not necessarily the brightest, the brightest bulb in the bunch goes. Duh, between Autobot and Decepticon. Well, I will say, to be fair to Breakdown, he, just to see prior, Starscream was like, what are you going to do, join with the Autobots now? That's true. And Starscream's like, no, between me and Megatron. And then he flies off, leaving Breakdown with his thoughts. Uh, then we, we kind of finish out, we, we end here on Silas sitting in his fucking evil lair, looking at all the data they got from Breakdown. And he's like, ooh... We got a lot of juicy data from this. We didn't we didn't get everything we wanted, but we have a good starting point. Now I need to, you know, I need to gather some more intel. And he's looking at a picture of Optimus Prime. Yeah. So you know, who knows what Mech is up to and when they'll appear next? It could be at any time. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> seventeen crisscross. Oh, everyone wants Optimus's sweet ass in these episodes. Oh boy. So, uh, crisscross. Yeah. So, slide. Surprise! To the right. Surprise! Slide to the right. They're here now again. This is when they show yep. up next. Right now, immediately. They're in the forest, and who's the only? Hey, who's the only Cybertronian you can think of that lives in a forest? It's a yeah, you know, The uh, you know the, the the her debut episode played out a lot like Predator. This opening yeah. plays out a lot like an alien. Yeah, movie. no, it's Alien versus Predator. Yep, and she's <laughs> she plays both roles. How talented! Yeah, she's multidimensional. So Mostly obviously just she. Yes, uh, so obviously she fucking wrecks these guys and ties Silas up in a big web. God, she could have um, killed him. She would have saved herself so much trouble. She wants to kill RC in like an extremely homoerotic way too badly. I know. It's her fucking kryptonite. Because what her, happens, yeah. And her pet human. Yes. Oh, she wants so what she ha- wants to kill Jack so bad it makes her look stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. So 
she uh she she has Silas Dead to rights here and she's like, you know, obviously I obviously yeah, you fucking injured Decepticon signal, fucking easiest trap in the book. I know you idiots would fall for it. Um, yeah. But Silas is a shrewd businessman. Yeah, well, Silas Silas is like, I'll keep that in mind for next time. And she's like, next time? <laughs> and she's like, you know, I'm not really all that Decepticon aligned anymore. But I should probably still kill you for what you did to Breakdown. Because I heard that, over, you know, I listened, to, <laughs> I listened to the latest Decepticon podcast. Which is, I assume, how she, she says, like, I, I tuned into the radio waves to hear what happened to Breakdown. Um, and I, I should think, kill I you for that. I think Soundwave go way back. Oh. <laughs> it is hard for me to believe that she has access to anything Soundwave doesn't want her to have access to. Absolutely. Sound, Soundwave knows what everyone's listening to. He has everyone's fucking Spotify playlists. Yeah. So, but she's like, you know, I, I really should kill you for that. But, but... I want to kill RC in a homoerotic way. So, so there's this lady... And she's twirling one of her spider legs. Yeah. So there's this lady I really want to like kill, but like not in you know you know how it is. And so I was like, sure, yeah, I can. We can do. We can. Let's work together. You ever watch Hannibal? <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. Um. So the deal is, Silas gets to live, and Mech gets whatever is left of RC once Arachnid is done with her. Yeah, Silas is like, why should I let you? And she just, like, looks at him, and she's like, homie, you're tied to (laughs) a wall right now. Like, what are you doing? I have poison in my fingertips. And And he's like, you know, that's a solid point. (laughs) I never, I hadn't thought about that. It's like, you get to live, and I'll throw you a bonus of uh, handing off RC's corpse to you. Yeah, so after that, we we get our little dark alliance here, and then we cut to uh, Jack... And RC, they're heading home, and th- this is the dialogue that they say. Um, Jack, uh, or RC, RC says, uh, thanks for walking me home, Jack, a real gentleman. And Jack responds, don't want you getting all revved up before bedtime. Yeah. What is happening? Um, Stop they're, it. They're, um, mm-hmm. they, saw, they saw what Astoria and Powerglide had, and they're like, <laughs> that could be us, but you're tripping. <laughs> that could before be us, but you're playing. Can- before things go any further down that road, <laughs> June is here. Jack's mom is in the fucking garage. Oh, yeah. As if June's any less of a clanker. Oh, uh, listen, Come on. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that at the end of the episode here. Um, but she's mad. She's got a few things to talk with uh, to Jack. So you know, for starters, he hasn't been showing up to work. He's been sleeping in art history class, which uh, he re- he retorts, "Come on, it's art history." <laughs> like. Do I really need to say right for it? Uh, she has some kind of third gripe, but I don't remember it was, what it is. It was job. Oh, right. It was the illegal yeah. street racing. That's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and another thing. I heard you've been in a Fast and Furious movie recently. Um, because, you know, spreading rumors about all the illegal street racing. I bet you thought that episode was just filler. Absolutely not. It comes back around. No filler in Prime, baby. Yeah. It's all important. It's all it's all important. Or at least it's all it's all relevant. Yes. So June decides the only uh, course of action is to ground Jack. Only work in school, no riding his motorcycle for two weeks. Um Yeah, yeah and he's he... not jazzed about this. Yeah, and uh 
I can't remember what the promise is that Jack makes to Arcee, but he's like, I'll come, you know, talk with you every night or whatever. Or right, and she's like, like, okay. It's like, you're not, though. And Jack's like, what? And she's like, I'm not going to stay here for two weeks, Jack. Yeah, she's like, I, I, I have shit to do. I'm like an, an elite Autobot warrior. I can't just sit in your garage for two weeks because your mom is mad at you. Yeah, and he's like, no, Arcee, you can't. That was her serious face. Yeah, and she's like, okay, fine, look, I will try, your mom works late, I'll try to be back in the garage before she gets home, okay? I, I can't make any promises, but I'll make an effort. Um, so, immediately, of course, that gets thrown another, on, you know, gets a wrench thrown in it, because uh, Jack gets a call from his mom after work, and she's like, hey, I'm heading home early, who wants a, a delicious, wholesome, homemade meal? And Jack says, uh because rc is not there yeah he's like he's like "Mm -hmm, yeah your car beats 10 speed see you at home fuck (laughs) immediately calls rc who is in the middle of a gunfight right now yeah she's uh, in like a cybertronian mine yeah she's just in one of the many fucking decepticon mines shooting up viacons with bumblebee and she's like all right jack this better be fucking important um and he's like well you gotta get home my mom is is home early and she's like okay well that's not i'm i'm kind of busy here he's like, but my if she's gonna be so mad at me if you aren't there and so she's like okay b can you handle this one and she just leaves yeah the whole bumblebee bumblebee like gives her the okay and to be yeah, fair like, oh, yeah, to be fair it. he does kill four people in the next 10 seconds so yeah he, he's got it yeah this is this is why starscream was like megatron we have to rescue breakdown have you seen how the vehicons perform in combat they're only they're only advantages that there's an infinite amount of them otherwise they're not good <laughs> we need how we goes need the big how, boy. how goes your army megatron pretty good it doesn't seem <laughs> I mean, he's got a lot of them. Yeah. You have to admit. <laughs> it, it, so, I, you do got to give numbers to him. Yeah. Uh, so June gets home before Jack. She opens the garage door and she's angry. She's like, the fucking bike is missing. Uh, but then there's a little ground bridge noise behind her. And the green and Jack's glow. Like, yeah, Jack's like, eh, are you sure about that? Check again. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, mom. Like, she's right where I left her. And June opens the door. And what I, love, what I love about this reaction is that Arcee's obviously there, but June isn't like, oh, how did I miss that? June's like, all right, yeah. fuck off, Jack. Like, <laughs> it's She's not stupid. Yeah. I love that she's like, did you have one of your boys coming and put her in like... One of those delinquents that you're hanging out with? June thinks Jack is hanging out with a bunch of fucking hard-ass delinquents street racers, which is very funny because I mean, like, at this point, Jack's like, okay... I'm running out of places to go, and you can and RC. It's really funny because over June's shoulder, you can just see RC shaking her head, but she's a motorcycle, so she's just like steering the column back and forth. Like, no, don't tell her, don't tell her anything. Oh, don't do it! And then Jack does it, and she's like, "Oh Poe my god!" It. Yeah, she tells her fucking everything. Like, you know, Autobot. From the planet Cybertron, you know, this badass alien warrior involved in like a millennia long civil war, yada yada. And I, I love, she, he walks over to RC, he's like, all right, RC, sh- go ahead and show her. It's, this is like the, the scene in Toy Story 
where Buzz realizes that he's not actually, that he doesn't have working guns on his hand. Yes. He's trying to make them shoot. Because our Garcia does not transform. She does not do anything. And I love the fucking, the realization that, like, comes over June's face. Like, oh my god, of course he's not an illegal street racer. My son's the world's biggest fucking nerd. Yeah. She's like, so the the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is the sci-fi club? <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a good line that comes back in a nice way later. Um, yes. And she like heads, she's like, I have to go to the night shift. We're not done here, though. Yeah, we're going to talk later about all yeah. that. <laughs> um... So then we cut well, to... Well, first, like, Iraq. well, she she leaves, and Jack immediately looks at R.C. and was like, what happened to what bros before hoes? And R.C.'s <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's not my problem. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not doing that, Jack. I'm sorry. Like, already we were stretching the fucking masquerade protocols by having you three involved. I'm not just going to show your mom that I'm a robot. I'm sorry. <laughs> So we cut to Silas and Arachnid having a grand old time on the World Wide Web. <laughs> Which, by hey, the way... kids, this is why you don't make death threats on Twitter. Exactly, because then uh, the uh, techno-fascist and evil spider-woman will find you. Um, and they have I love thing. this because... I love this because Arachnid's like, Alright, so they fucked up my shit pretty bad, but you know, I've got some security recordings in my black box and you know they get they get a, a, a security footage of jack and size is like oh i can dox this fucker easy yeah and i i love the specifically he says it's like i'm sending it out across the web and then he like looks at arachnid and goes different kind of web <laughs> they're they're really i love them together i'm very sad that they don't have more i know time being evil bros i know i mean it's inevitable given both of their personalities that absolutely it's like they really are uh, this is not a big spoiler for the rest of this episode, but, like, they really are the epitome of curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't trust either of these motherfuckers yeah. as far as you can throw them. So, yeah, I, I just want to talk about the um the fake Facebook that they Some social. a little bit here. Some social. I love, I love fake social media in shows. So, a few things here. Uh... Jack, his 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 fucking status is it's complicated. Uh, some people posting on his wall include Sierra, uh, Mo- a lot of Miko, a lot of Miko posting about that. Uh, she's like, "Want to go to a monster truck show?" I like that Miko uses the fucking emojis. I thought that that's a very nice touch. Yeah. Oh shit! Sierra sent a winky face. It's getting serious. Oh, yeah, gonna gonna switch that to, uh, it's complicated. Yeah. I don't know who the fish, what is, who is, is that, is that blue thing, is that Miko taking a different picture? I assume that's Miko because it's got the emojis. Probably. I did not look that carefully at this screen capture, so. I, 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 like, immediately fucking glued my eyes and was like, oh, shit, I gotta look at all this. Um... His friends include Miko, oh, wait, Sierra, right. and Sierra's one nameless friend. I forgot from the like first episode. I forgot that you posted it. One second, I can I look at it. I posted it. You gotta look at the. You gotta look at Jack's poppin' some social page. Oh yeah, what's up? That's who you're asking. That's the. Oh. That's definitely Miko because like I think what it looks like is that you can assign different like little icons to each post. Yeah. Um. 
Also, very funny how fuckboyish uh, Jack's profile picture is. Oh, it's li- it's it's not Facebook. It's Live Journal. That's why. Yeah, it's li- it's fucking Live Journal. He's got like the head, the head, the hand behind the head thing yeah. going on. It's really funny. So anyway, Silas like got him. Oh, status hey, is his- it's complicated. That's very funny. Status is literally it's complicated. Um. And Silas is like, ooh, got him. Hey, his mom works at the hospital. Let's get her. Yeah. Uh, so this is fucked up. She literally just gets tased and thrown in a mech van. Yeah. This is, like I said, they will ruin your entire life. Don't make threats on Twitter. <laughs> or else they're going to tase your mom. <laughs> like... It's insane the 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 reach Mech has without with will still being still being like a shadowy undetectable organization. Yeah. Um, she gets kidnapped. Uh, Jack comes home and is like, "Hey, RC, you see my mom?" She's like, "No, but he did get a package." And inside the package is a, is a fun little PDA, and on the PDA is Silas. Yeah. And immediately, Arcee's like, whoop, just kidding, I'm transforming now, what's going on here? Yeah, and Sia's like, hey, Jacko. So at first I um, think they think that it's recording, because, like... It's yes, like, they do. Yeah, it's like, hello, Jack, like, like, hello, Jack, and it's like, he knows where I live, and he's like, I know a lot of, I know more about your family than your family does, and Jack's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Silas loves pulling the, you think it's a recording for two seconds trick. Yeah, it's his voicemail must be the most annoying shit in the world. Where it's, it's one of those like, ones where it's like it's the you Archer to answer the phone. It's Archer voicemail. Yeah, this is like you think someone answers the phone, but then it's like ah, just kidding, I'm not here. It's like fuck, god damn it, god damn it, Silas, you got me again with your wacky hijinks. So anyway, he's like, yeah, simple trade. Uh, bring your blue friend. Uh, over we'll give you your mom in return easy uh rc of course immediately tries to call the auto base but gets a the world's worst migraine when she tries to and Silas like ah 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 no this thing jams communications we're not just gonna let you call for backup yeah what are you stupid <laughs> so without uh so she can't call for backup without the risk of her head like exploding presumably um so it's it's just them on their own. Uh, so they're, they're driving out there. I really like the scene where, where Jack is like w- very worried about like, oh my god, if my mom fucking dies because I got involved in this, um, I, w- I will never forgive myself. And RC's like, calm, don't worry, calm down. It's me they want. This will go fine. And Jack's like, no, that's yeah. not good either. Your family too. Yeah, it's good. It's cute. I like the so them. Yeah, good. So they roll up to the mech, like, whatever fucking abandoned industrial facility they're using as a base this time. Uh, I think it's, like, a concrete mixing plant or something. There's a lot of, like, you know, big machinery and stuff. Yeah, and one other thing that's important to know, uh, we might get to it later in this episode, but we might just forget, so I want to mention it now, is that um, one of the uh, biggest issues with mech is that their ability is their ability to basically disappear without a trace um that they have gone down the ability to just pack up everything and get out without anyone knowing that without leaving a single trace of themselves yeah no no tracks no traces you know completely deleting their digital footprint 
footprint. They could just move into whatever industrial ruin they find that day and, and set up within, like, hours. Yeah. So, R.C., of course, is not here to just turn herself in peacefully. She immediately runs the blockade, and they get right in there to where June is being held. But, oops, Arachna is here. Surprise! There's more of them. She's here to kill you. Um, I love this. Because so, so Arachna immediately webs up R.C. Yeah. Like, number one. R.C. tries to appeal to silas's humanity because she knows what's about to happen to the darbies he's like you you cannot give them to arachnid she's going to do some fucking sicko shit to them uh you got you you have to have share a bond with them as humans and silas is like eh. jokes on you i love sicko shit yeah it's like jokes on you i i i don't know fuck fuck you Basically, like uh, what what he actually says, and, and, and like this is this is interesting because it really like shows some of like the techno fascist, the the real like fascist part of the techno fascist uh, yeah. ideals of of Mecca's eyes. Like a couple of human lives are a small price to pay for the um, technological treasure that you hold. Yeah, like, like the for the I, I will I will throw. As many teenagers as I want into the fucking meat grinder, if it means I get my precious singularity. Yeah. Um. So Jack also tries this, which is very funny. Um. But we, later we see this is a trick. This is a this is a maneuver. But he's like, please just keep just give me my mom. And he's like, no, fuck off, kid. Yeah. Well, what what he does is he goes up to Silas and like beats yeah. on his chest. This is important. It's like, this is important. Yes. He gets right up right up next to him. Like, come on, man. Um, Arachnid tells R.C. we will have a private session later. Oh, is that later. what they're calling it now? Excuse me, Arachnid. What's what's going? What, what are you? What what? Is what's that going what they're calling there? it? A private session? Okay. <sighs> All of this has just been extremely elaborate roleplay gotten out of hand. Every time Arachnid says something to R.C., it's like, there's no way that this could be more lesbian than she's already been. And she proves me wrong every single time. It's astounding. It's crazy. Gina Torres, so, you're straight. How did you manage it? She's a very she's just a very good voice actor. So she, you know, she tells R.C. that then she turns to Jack and is like, ah, I have a, I have a game for you, little boy. It's me, boy. Woo. The game master. She's like, all right. I like, you know, I like a little bit of sport. So you have six minutes to rescue your mom. You uh, have until midnight, and, she, and it's like yeah. past 53, 11.53. And, she, and, and uh, you know, she's somewhere around here. <laughs> Who can say where? Yeah, she's like, you know that, uh, that uh, panel from Pop Team Epic? Your life ends in 360 seconds. Yep. So Jack sprints off to try and find his mom, and our uh, our arachnid uh, goes to follow, just to you know taunt him. And uh, immediately after she leaves, uh, I think our C also gets knocked out at some point because Silas is like, okay, so she's definitely going to betray us, right? Yeah, our R- C got tased after arachnid webbed her. That's right. Mech tases her as well. Yeah, uh, and Silas goes like, okay. So the spider lady is definitely about to betray us. So we need well, to betray her first. Yeah, I like the way he says it because he's like, because he, it, it's the title of the episode. Yes. He's like, I'm, 
I'm guessing that our crisscross is about to turn into a double cross. Yep. Thanks, Silas. Uh, and the surgeon, the weird surgeon guy's there, and he's like, well, we don't have the, the resources needed to transport her right now. Uh, and so I was like, oh, that's fine. Just, you know, get a quick, get a quick chop in there. Just just uh, dig in real quick. Hey. <laughs> just, yeah, just a quick vivisection for the road. Yeah. Chop, chop. Yeah, That's where it uh, comes from. Arachnid helpfully points Jack towards his mom. It's like, oh, look, there she is. She's at the top of some kind of fucking gigantic industrial equipment, uh, all webbed up. Um, so Jack, you know, manages to climb up there and get to her, but Arachnid's like, ah, I said rescue, not get to. You failed. Yeah, Willy Wonka voice. Good yep. day, sir. She fucking alters the deal. Pray she hasn't altered it any further. Uh, and... Uh, and so she's like, anyway, so she's like, yeah, anyway, you, uh, you lose. Good day, sir. Um, yeah. your prize for losing is, do you want your mom's death, which I'm going to force you to watch now, to be agonizing or excruciating? And, your third choice. And Jack is just like speechless staring at her. And she's like, oh, no, not going to decide. And then in the most lesbian choice of words she could use to follow that up, she goes, guess it's lady's choice. It comes right yep. on down to June's face. And June's like, robot's real? Robot's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, you weren't lying. Okay. Oh. Uh, so then we cut back into the, into Silas's fun operation room. Uh where he, he tells his boys, make haste, men, and don't worry about making a mess. Okay. Uh, There's such and, and, uh, sicko shit. And the surgeon is like, so uh, what, what, you know, what, what should we get? And uh, Silas is like, ah, go right for the heart. Yes, that's right. Go right. Fucking sicko shit. Um, but RC has been, you know, she's kind of been feigning it. They have been like trying to drill through arachnids webs i think this whole time because it's like covering her chest so they gotta they gotta get through the webbing first to like get to the get to her heart so rc kind of waits until they they undo the webs and then she like springs into action and kicks all her asses yeah and june's like your motorcycle <laughs> yes i i really like this because she like runs out of there and Silas is like eh that's fine. I mean, whoever wins this, we still get our prize at the end. Well, you know, if they if one of them kills the other one, hey, free robot corpse. Perfect. Um, there's a very cool shot of RC and Arachnid squaring off on this huge crane in front of the moon. Yeah, this is the other coolest shot from these episodes. Um, it's just like the two of them in silhouette um, on this uh, invert like plane of the of the uh, crane. Um, it's, this is a very cool fight. It's it's, it's very very well um, choreographed. This is very acrobatic. My my line here again is the cinnamon topography. I have that written as a note for that shot. Like RC and Arachnid are, are very lithe, so they're able to just like flip around these fucking like this industrial park. Yeah, it's, and like climb up shit and flip around. It's interesting. Everyone sort of has their like counterpart parts that they they go against when it's like uh, all group battles, and yeah. um, you know, it's all very different fighting styles for each of these. And um, 
when Arachnid and uh, RC go against each other, it is by far like the quickest and most movement, and it's actually quite quite cool to watch. So as they're fighting, the entire time they're fighting, Arachnid is also attempting to murder the shit out of Jack's mom. Uh, she has not forgotten about that part. Uh, so you Jack is perfectly trying. Dedication. She is very goal oriented, yeah. and I do admire that about her. So Jack is trying to like figure out a way to get his mom out of these webs, and he accidentally like bumps uh, some like a cement mixer sort of situation um, to start mixing cement. But then he gets an idea. So yeah, R- RC chucks her into this into the cement mixer's chamber. And Jack hits the lever and coats her in quick drying cement. This is so horrific. Yeah. What At the first fuck? You think, oh, is she entombed in cement? But actually, she's fine. <laughs> it didn't actually do anything. Well, it almost did. It, it stopped her for like thirty seconds, which is thir- pretty good for thirty seconds. And I think if if it had um, gone on longer uh, without interference, it would have been more. But. Just as she's sort of attacking, they get air support. And this time, there's more helicopters, but this time, they're Fowler. Yes. So Jack swiped Silas's communicator and used it to call Fowler, who says, If I had known there'd be cons involved, I would have called Prime. To which Jack responds, That might have been too much for Mom to handle in one night. Oh, if only you knew. I mean, he's going to know. It's not as though she doesn't meet the rest of them tonight. That's true. So he pins Arachnid down with fire. And Silas is like, okay, time to go. But I think it's his <laughs> fire that actually shoots off the concrete. That's true. It's his fire. Like, she gets, like, under fire. But, like, now she's mobile again. And Silas, this is when Silas it cuts back to them because they're like, uh, hey, the army's here. Um, and Silas so is like, God leave. fucking damn it, how did they figure it out? And this is where we get the flash of him yes. remembering Jack sort of like beating on his chest and realizing that Jack uh, took his communicator then and he is pissed about it. Yeah. But then they see Arachnid scan Feller's helicopter, which he yells, not again! Yeah, it's like you fucked up big time again! How do you keep doing this? And, and Silas is like, ooh... Yeah. So that's how they do it. Silas is watching through the camera still, and he understands how their um, T-Cog works. Oh, also, one of the small things that I don't think we mentioned um, is uh, way, way earlier on, I just thought this was a really funny line, when Arachnid is negotiating with Silas originally when she has him up against the side of the cliff. He's like, she's like, uh, yeah, I'll give you RC's corpse. That's way you can have your transformer, is it? Yes. <laughs> So anyway, uh, so, what, a, what a funny little name you give us. Yeah, and so now, now Silas is like watching it. And he goes, "Yeah, Transformer, got it, cool." Yep. All right, pretty good. All right, boys, pack it up. We're leaving. And uh, yeah, they hop, they hop, hop, vanish. Hop. So Arachnid flies up into the night with her new. Could you believe it? She turns into a helicopter. There's no way to see this coming. Yeah, who would have who would have thought it was a rotary? So she flies off. Mech has disappeared, and Fowler at first is like, all right. <laughs> he comes up to June and is like, well, Jack has been interning with me at this super secret project. And she's just like, I. No, Jack's no. like, Jack's like, just stop. Yeah, Jack's. Just, just stop. <laughs> yeah, Jack's like, it's. She knows too much. It's, it's fine. Fowler's like, yep, okay. Sure. Cool. Anyway, see you later. 
And I, I love what I sort of love about the series in general is that, like, I think you can see as it goes on, especially that um, Agent Fowler might have some interest in June. Oh, yes. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. Um, but June only has eyes for one man. Yeah. So first he like Jack properly introduces uh, June to our sea and he's like, and she's my guardian. She's a great warrior and, and she's family. It's like, ah. Now we're gonna go meet everyone else, and and he uh, he gives June that ride uh, she wanted way way back in episode like two or something, episode one maybe. He's like, all right, if you're gonna keep that motorcycle, you better take me for a ride sometime. So they ride up to the auto base, and you know everyone. She's looking around. She sees Ratchet and Bumblebee and Bulkhead, all of them. However, <laughs> she has a an, a particular reaction to Optimus Prime walking into the room. Now to the uninitiated viewer this could be mistaken for as i think i did mistake it when i first watched it general the general awe of meeting optimus prime right but you know optimus is like he's taller than most everyone else but it's not like he's well, he, that imposing but he, car- he, kind of he carries himself in a very yeah a very, like, oh, this you know is the it's leader. like yeah, yeah yeah like so it could have been that it is not no she wants she is down bad for Optimus. I believe next episode, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is indeed Metal Attraction. She's at a rock bottom. She makes a comment about, like, one to fuck Optimus. We'll get there. Yeah. It's it's very it's very canon. She's down horrendous. Yeah. She wants to fuck that truck. One truck well, having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your dad now, Jack. I mean. <laughs> we'll be married in the fall. We shall have a summer wedding. Say mom. Say mom. <laughs> I feel like that's something Jack would have a nightmare about. Just wakes up screaming. Well, yeah, because that would make R.C. his sister. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I just imagined Optimus dressed like a fucking 50s sitcom dad in like a bow tie and a sweater. <laughs> Telling Jack to clean his room. I like this. Oh, man. How about we throw the old pigskin sport? We have some questions. <laughs> we have some questions. Uh, you can submit questions to us by uh, responding to our Twitter asks for uh, for questions. Again, the Twitter is at Prime Cuts Pod, um, or by joining our Discord, which you should do anyway, and which you can find the link to that is in our Twitter bio, as also the description of all these episodes, and uh, asking us some questions there. Uh, and if you do, you too can be like um, Aurora Bodywork. Oh wait, no, that's that. Yes, it is the first one. Uh, Aurora Bodywork, who asks, "What sinister acronym do you use for your shadowy organization?" I think good. G O O D. What does it stand for? I don't know yet, but I think that's it. The Global Organization for. Um, ostentatious deeds that's quite good i wish i was better at coming with acronyms on the fly i'm very good at words there's a lot of cool acronyms out there is like despite how i i speak on podcasts i'm actually very good at words (laughs) mace mace it's a cool acronym i don't know what it stands for mace the military association for committing uh evil <laughs> there we go got it in one yeah i mean as always there's the there's the eternal classic 
every villain is lemons. Right. Uh, um, Castarachnid asks, have you seen those TikToks of Lady Dimitrescu as a pirate captain? What AUs do you think the cast of Primer most at home in? And she has helpfully posted one of these below. I will watch this right now. I feel like... All right, I know off the bat, Wheeljack is in Cowboy AU. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. He's basically already one. I think... I think RC RC should be in a coffee shop AU because she already is oh a beleaguered God. a beleaguered uh, barista basically. Yeah, I think I want Soundwave to be in a mafia AU. I don't know why. No, that's not bad. I think, uh, but I yeah. just I just feel like you know he's the guy who's like always looming over the fucking Don's shoulder and just being intimidating. And like, what's this fucking guy's deal? Why, <laughs> whenever he's in the room, I get the willies. Hey, boss. And then later, and then later, see him do some just insane sicko shit. It's like, oh, that's why I got the willies. Um, the Optimus boss. Optimus is just in like a 1960s sitcom. He's just yeah, a sitcom like dad. Uh, Were you out late again? Uh, put Ratchet and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, please. Into what? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh my god. Put, just put him in there. No, I think I think uh, Ratchet would be the coach in a high school football AU. Oh my god. And that he's it's the, the one who does most, doping. Ha! What a twist! The world's, most cr- the world's most crotchety coach. Yeah. I like that. Um, Bumblebee's the star, the star football player. Stars for someone needs to be in a fucking pirate AU. You know what? It's it's knockout and breakdown. No, yeah, it's clearly breakdown. He has an eye patch. Oh, he does have an eye patch now. Yar. 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 Yeah, it's not. It's knockout and breakdown. They do. I. I would. If if we have any talented artists out there, I'd like to put out a call. I would like to have knockout and breakdown posed in like with the classic Harlequin romance style, like pirate romance novel where you got like a hunky fabio guy holding some dame in his arms do that but it's breakdown and knockout yeah and star screams in omega first anyway moving on to the next question god <laughs> damn it from cass <laughs> again <What? it's laughs> hit the decepticons where to team up with another group of villains yeah. from a kid's show who do you think they'd get along with which combination is most successful in e evil Hard mode, no Cobra from G.I. Joe. God damn it. Well, that's God the obvious That's the obvious answer. <laughs> They've collaborated several times in the past. Chris Lotta, baby. Uh, let's see. Uh, for those who yeah, don't know, Chris Lotta played both Cobra Commander and uh, Starscream in the G- Cobra! Ow. I don't know how that man did it for so long. Yeah, it's kind of like the Gilbert Gottfried thing, you know? <laughs> He's just make a, uh, a living off of having the world's most obnoxious all right. voices. Um, all right. Children's from villains from so, a kids show. I'm trying to think of like other villainous organizations. Uh, who's the guy from Kim Possible? Oh, what the fuck is that guy's name? I can't remember it. But she goes there. It's like yeah. Dracon or something. Dracon? Yeah, Draken. Yeah, Draken. No, oh, they can team up. Um, get Shigo and Arachnid in the same room. See what happens. God. Oh, happen. I can't believe you uh you didn't think about um Hordak. Oh shit. But see that would end very badly cuz I feel like he and Megatron would just fucking butt heads. Like they're both so willful. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's sort of like I think they could work together to take down Horde Prime. Oh yeah, they could. Yeah. And then they kill each other probably. Probably. Yeah. 
See, I, you know, it's like the horde is just full of a bunch of fucked up guys with problems, and I feel like that would be fun to just throw the Decepticons into, because most of this, most of the Decepticons don't have problems. What? Starstream has lots of problems, what are you but all the rest about? of them are fine. Look, Knockout and Breakdown are doing fine. I don't know what Soundwave's doing, and I, I'm too scared to ask. But he's he seems fine. Okay, I, big, dis- Star- okay, big Star- disagree, I guess. But look, Starscream is the only one who has problems. Yeah, sure. Sixty percent of them are his own fault. The other forty percent is Megatron related. Hot girl problems. We're just like you. We have problems too, except we're hot. <laughs> um. Oh, wait, I think, doesn't Hordak also have, like, heels in that show? Yeah. I think he does. Is that a reason? No, a Horde Prime does. Horde Prime has heels Right, in that that's show. right, that's right. And the reason the reason I went to She-Ra is because I'm also thinking about things that are on, like, galactic scale. Yes. Right? Like, I'm trying yeah. to think about things that, where it's, like, where feasibly Megatron actually would be interested in, like, right. oh, shit, what about the Borg? Oh, Ooh. you don't know Star Trek at all. Never mind. I know enough to know the Borg, their whole, you know, their yeah. general deal. Assimilate and shit. Yeah. I know about the Borg. What about the fuck, you know, or like the Empire? Yeah. But. Get Darth Vader and Megatron in the same room, see what happens. Who's to say they're not the same person? You've never seen them in the same room. Oh, shit. You ever see that fucking Darth Vader? I had the Darth Vader, like, Death Star Transformer. It was a real piece of shit. It broke almost instantly. Very sad. Bummer. Very sad. It was actually just the moon statue. You fucked up. <laughs> Shit. I knew it. I knew it. I, it was weirdly cheap. Um, also from Cass is, uh, if the Autobots became triple changers, but the third modes were all beast modes, what animals would they be? Hard mode, no beast wars, alt modes. I mean, fair enough. Um, I think Optimus What's would f- be a lion. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's because he's basically Aslan. <laughs> yes. Starscream... Well, it's Autobots. It's the Autobots. Oh, Autobots? Only Autobots? Yeah. Okay, well, Bulkhead would be some kind of, like, Bulkhead would be... Bear. Well, okay, does it... Can I use a Rhino for Bulkhead? No. I know, like... But here's the thing. I think, like, her point was, like, no using their actual... Like, so if they show up in Beast right. Wars, you're not allowed to use it. I mean, fine. What if Bulkhead was a hippo? Yeah, I was gonna... That's where I was gonna go next. So I could do... Very I, dangerous. Um, Bumblebee would be a... Damn it, Cheetor. <laughs> uh, fine. No, fine. Leopard. Leopard. It's not the same animal. Yeah, Fuck you. Just one one big cat over to the side there. Yeah. Fuck you. RC. Okay, what is like quick and dangerous? Like I've, a cheetah. I feel... We just said not Cheetor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't do a cheetah. Um, some kind of velociraptor. I was no. thinking like maybe something like um, a, uh, a weasel. Because <laughs> they're really quick and di- or uh, what's it called a mongoose? That's what I was thinking of. Uh, I think that yeah, that's a little bit more bad. That's what I meant, a mongoose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it'd be really funny if she was a weasel. <laughs> Make her a ferret. Um, I'm trying to. Th- Bumblebee is. Oh, we all got Bumblebee. Ratchet is. Ratchet's an elephant. A tortoise. Oh shit! He never forgets. Yeah. He can spray himself down with water whenever he wants. Um, Slipstream Sam asks, which eye is cooler to have a patch on? Which one's the gay eye? That is the question. <laughs> I'm gonna go pierce my gay eye. Which one's the gay? Which one does? Which one does Big Boss is? Which one is Big Boss missing? I think it's I feel the like right. That's probably the gay eye. I think it's okay, the right that's one. The gay eye. 
I think that's the gay eye then. It's probably the left one just because I said that. Who knows? Hideo Kojima's trick, it's both of them at once. Yeah, really? Yeah, okay, I was right. It's the right eye. Alright, that's the gay eye. There you go. Right eye. Right eye. Right eye's cooler. Yeah. Um, okay, from Machina. If you were going to throw another non-Transformer alien species from another franchise into the mix of the Transformers Prime conflict, what would you pick? Ooh. Ooh. Fuck it, get some predators in here. See what happens. Vulcans. Oh my god. It's it's a fucking contest between them and Optimus as to who can be more stoic. Right, no, it's a, it's like, which is closer to, you know, the thing, it's like, which is gayer, being gay, whatever the hell these guys have going on. What's more, yep. what's more, more computer-like? The computer. <laughs> whatever the hell Vulcans have going on. Oh, shit. Imagine, imagine the scenes they would share with Soundwave. Just staring at each other. Yeah. In a fucking room for three hours. They reach an understanding. Yeah, Vulcans would be fun. Like, there's a you could drop like a lot of guys into the show and shit would get crazy. There is a comic that's a Star Trek Transformers crossover. There is. There's also a Ghostbusters one, and presumably they will make a Back to the Future one because they released a, the the Back to the Future cars in that line. Yeah. As well. Ghostbuster one's oh, hilarious. I think, this, I think the Star Trek one was actually unrelated to that. I think they just made. Yeah, I think no, they just I, made I was the like Star when, Trek Transformers crossover. When you said that, I was like, that doesn't sound right. I just think. <laughs> I feel like that should have been part of that line, but I was like, no, nah, fuck it, we're just gonna do this. Yeah. Uh, don't the don't they trap the Decepticons on like the Klingon homeworld in that comic? I it's honestly been so long, but the art styles, the style of the like seventies cartoon or whatever. Oh, you mean the reaction face factory? Yeah, the, the, the reaction face factory, exactly. That's the art style. And it's like really funny to see like that art style and having like <laughs> having like bones and jim and uh spock looking up at megatron in that art style yeah. it's pretty outstanding uh aurora bodywork asks what's your preferred branch of evil science uh purple goo that makes you evil um i'm that's my specialty i i'm not a huge fan of evil stem in general i was always more of into the evil humanities um, but, uh, <laughs> what are what are the evil humanities? Can you list a few of them for me. Literary analysis. <laughs> the cur- there is a there is no reason the curtains are blue. They're just blue. Yeah. Drama, but only tragedies. <laughs> um, We're reading King Lear for the fifth time today. French. Oh God. Uh yeah, um. Dark philosophy. <laughs> dark philosophy. Dark dark philosophy. Um. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But uh, I would probably say it's I. I you gotta love a good classic uh, mad physics. Yep. Trying to do things to the entire uh, uh, fabric of the universe that just weren't meant to be done. Gotta tear open them holes in the fabric of reality. See what happens. Yeah. I've said that a lot. I've said, let's see what happens a lot, this question segment. And the, the uh, episode in general. I don't know. I just want to see what happens. Uh, and finally, from Cass again, if you had to make an evil organization acronym out of MILF, what war crimes would you be convicted of by the International Criminal Court? You're, you're the acronym wizard here. Yeah, let's see here. The It would be the... Uh, 
Men Inverting Legalities Foundation, which <laughs> would just be, like, radicalized incels. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me there's a, there's a, um... I'm putting Jordan Peterson in, uh, in, uh, uh Nuremberg. I'm an operative of MILF. Um, there's a real-life fucking military unit, uh, or there was, that was, uh, the, the acronym was FAP. Yes. So, we've we've been Prime Cuts. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod, where our Discord also is. Which once again, you should join it. Join the Discord. I uh, can see Lady Dimitrescu TikToks and screenshots of fake Facebooks if they ever and, pop up again. And entire movies. And whole movies after every season. We're gonna and we're coming up here. We got like. What? We have four or five episodes left? Yeah, we, we we get through like the second week in August. We're heading up there, and of course that means we will be streaming the 2007 uh, cinematic masterpiece Transformers by Michael Bay. Uh, I mean, uh, once we're done honestly, it's not a bad movie. It's a fine movie. It's def- it is definitely like the best one out of the bunch. Oh, yeah. Th- uh, I mean, that's is, easy. Is, but like... even like objectively, it's not a good movie, but it's not a bad movie. Yeah, it's like it's got some fun bits in it. It's like a fun summer blockbuster yeah. before things uh, very rapidly go downhill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> um, Nira, you can find me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher and my various other projects uh, like uh, Radio Free Heidelin at Heidelin Radio on Twitter, the comprehensive Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast. Uh, we will not be discussing the ERP nightclub billboards. You'll have to research that on your own time, but we just released our, uh, our episodes on the covering the first three dungeons in a realm reborn. And it's, it's a good time. That is at Highland radio. I do that with my friend Jane, who I also did a Shira show with, uh, that is podcast of power at podcast of power on Twitter. It's a great time. I'm also on Disney minus every so often. At Disney Minus Pod, I have chosen to cover the the grim, dystopian future of cars for our next film. We're going to figure out how we got there. And it's not going to be pretty. Mm. I know the secret lore. No, no. Um, I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. Um, you can also listen to the other podcast I do called um, Pod of Greed. Which you can find on Twitter at Pot of Greedcast, and you can find on Noise Space along with this one, um, which is about Yu Gi Oh! And I know I've been saying this for a while, but we are recording our finale episode of season three of GX this week. Um, and then we're going to take a little bit of time off. But uh, yeah, um, what a ride this has been. And unfortunate for the dub watchers in our group because they don't get to do that anymore. <laughs> Aha! You must watch the sub now. There is no other choice. Earnestly, though. Um, <laughs> there is no other there choice. There is no other choice. Like, earnestly, earnestly, truly, there is no other choice. Um, so, yeah, that's a good time. And that's that's it for me. Um, All right. Yeah, as, and as I mentioned, we, we're, we're on Noise Space. Both of those shows are on Noise Space. 
Um, lots of good stuff there. Uh, I'm trying to think of things we haven't done in a while. I, I did House of Snacks last time. Um, there's Digimon Ghost Gaze. Uh, there's uh, Slappers Only. So, a bunch of stuff. Go ahead. Give it a look. Give it a listen. A, um, a garden of earthly podcast delights await you. Yeah, exactly. That. Um, and until next time, I'm going to um, message a girl I've been speaking to on Tinder and tell her that I'd like a private session with her. Transform and roll out. I'm going to rub my hands together and get ready to dig right in to, to grab some tea cogs. Transform and roll out. Oh, no, out. Not, not like this. Not like this. Can we get in there? Peach. Peach. Peach.